One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family owned company that does everything themselves and they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in dry Creek, all one word for a 10% discount. Good evening. Uh, it's April 15th, 2023, and uh, we are getting ready for the first day of the first week of school for this year on April 30th, so we've got two weeks left. And we're just going like gangbusters, just trying to get everything done. So it's, it's evening now. It's 7 o'clock, and uh, busy day, last busy several days. And, uh, so we just finished supper and I came out here to the tax shed and, uh, we got part of what we spent been out here. I built a bunch of saddle stands and we got all the saddles on the stands and in order and lined up and we got all the head stalls and breast collars and spare cinches and, and, uh, Everything's hung up in place in order. Man, I do love an orderly tack room, I'm telling you. And so I'm sitting here in the tack room. You'll hear a little bit of popping maybe in the background here just lightly. I've got a little fire going in the wood stove. It's getting a little, still a little chilly out in the evenings. Uh, got a fresh cup of hot black coffee and a Padron 1964 anniversary uh, cigar going with it. And I'll tell you what, it's... Uh, it's hard to get anything much better than a Padron 64. Um, as I've got a box of these that, and they stay back. And when I'm, when I am really, really just mellow and just kind of feeling, um, you know, blessed things are coming together and, and I just kind of want to just kind of want to finish off a good day with a, with just a really good cigar. I'll have one of these every once in a while. And it's just, it's hitting the spot. You know, one of the things that used to be huge in the old days, used to be a really big thing. You don't hear so much about it in a positive light anymore. Um, when I was a kid growing up, it was, it was big, uh, where I came from. And, uh, and then back east, not so much, but we've arrived out here and it's full blown. I mean, it's big out here where we're at. And uh, I'm reminded of how blessed and important it is when it goes right. And that's neighbors. Neighbors used to be a big thing, man. But there's, you know, there's people today living in buildings and living in subdivisions and living in uh, places that and they've been there for years, 
and their neighbors have been there for years and, and they have no idea who the neighbor is. If I ask you, who's your neighbor? Can you tell me? Can you tell me anything about them? Um, and that, you know, that's sad. It, it's sad that, that things have gotten to that point. Um, and you know, there's a lot of reasons. Um, I think, well, obviously it's, it's been proven television has played a, a huge part in that. I know where I grew up, where I came from originally as a kid back in Kentucky, um, it was a big thing, you know, for neighbors to gather of an evening and sit on the porch and we'd sit out there and the kids would be running around chasing fireflies and, and uh, the neighbors would be talking about the chores they got done that day and what's coming up and what needs to be done and just getting caught up on the, on the gossip and how things are. And uh, it was entertainment. But the more and more that we moved into a society that, that, lives for television media of all types the more that we lost that and now if you go into most homes you walk into the living room or the den all the chairs are in a semicircle everything is facing the television a lot of the times you the chairs the love seat the couches they're not facing each other so people can talk they're all faced so that everybody can sit there and look at the television. Um, and uh, it's the neighbor thing has, has in a large part, has gone by the wayside. And that's, that's a shame. That's a real shame. Uh, but we came out here, and uh, we've got this place, and folks are, the neighbors, it's just been... Uh, just been phenomenal. I mean, we have some fantastic neighbors. Uh, they just want to meet, you know, they, hey, we want to meet the new neighbors and being helpful. And it's, it's good to be, it's good to be back um, in that kind of society again, in, in that kind of culture again. We were going, the boys and I were going, where were we going? We were going to go get a load of hay this morning. And we were heading out down the road, and and uh, the neighbor down the road, he's he's a rancher, and his wife and he were out cleaning up out in the yard, and and just before I got to the house, they had a bull out that was he was bedded down there on the side of the road outside the fence, and uh, so it just as we went by the driveway, I swung in and went up there and I said, like, "Hey, you guys want some help getting the bull in?" He, you know, he's like, "No, man, appreciate it. We got it." And said. Got a good dog here, and until we get that fence fixed, that dog put that bull right back in. Uh, but appreciate you stopping and asking. You know, it's it's just the old neighbor thing, the way I grew up. Me and my two uncles were coming back um, from town one day in Kentucky, and we were in one of them's truck, and the neighbor, which is an older gentleman, um, he was out by himself and he was baling hay and it was a small square bales and there wasn't nobody out there. And, and we just squealed to a stop on that gravel road and peeled all the side and bailed all that truck and went out there and, and started throwing hay up on his trailer for him, you know, cause that's just what neighbors did. Uh, you know who your neighbor is 
and you're there for your neighbor and your neighbor is there for you. Anybody, I went, I delivered, uh, I delivered Sweet Jane, that little Palomino mare to my buddy, Alan Harrelson there in Kentucky. And uh, man, he is in a narrow, windy, twisty little road back up in the hills. And you have to come down his road from one direction to get in his driveway if you're pulling a gooseneck horse trailer, which I was. And I came in from the wrong direction. And I had to go all the way down the end of the road and find a place to turn around to come back so I could come in from the right direction. Well, he met me down at the road. He said, yeah, he said the neighbor called and, and said, are you, are you expecting somebody with a horse trailer? And because there was a stranger had come back there and they're like, Hey, we got to look out for each other, you know? So it's like, uh, that horse trailer you're looking for, he, he went by and he's, he's down there turning around. So he knew what was going on. That's not a nosy thing. That's a help each other out thing. That is a, a, that is a, man, that's a part of culture and society that used to be, but we're so isolated these days. And I know there's places where people live. It's like, Dwayne, I don't, my, my neighbors are, are isolated and they don't, they don't want to know. Uh, and they look at me, you know, like I'm trying to do something immoral or, or illegal. If I approach them, they're scared and that's the world we live in. Well, I, I understand that I, I do. And, and sadly there, there is that out there, but you know, if, if you have a longing to actually get to know your neighbors, what are the odds that you are the only person in that area who has the same longing? Maybe there's others in your neighborhood or in your building who feel as isolated and as separated and as alone as you do. And you say, Dwayne, I, I've, you know, approached some of them, smile, be friendly. And, and, you know, they, they rejected, they reacted this way, but they might've been shocked. <laughs> they might've been just absolutely so shocked that somebody acted like a human being, uh, that they didn't know how to react. And it's possible they could have later on said, man, you know, I wish if I had had time to know that was coming, you know, I could have been friendly, could have stopped and spoke to them. Um, you might try again, or you might go on to the next person. But we, you know, the saying, the motto, united we stand, divided we fall. A lot of you folks out there who contact me with trouble in your life, it's because you're alone. Now, some uh, sometimes you're in a bad situation in life because you were with bad people and they put you there. But you know, I, I hate one of the things I really hate to hear when you know, on these comments and stuff, when, you know, people contact me and whatnot, I really, really, and I don't mean hate as in anger. I mean, it just disappoints me and it saddens me. Um, this whole thing, these young men who've decided that all women are rotten and they're just, they're just going to withdraw and they're not going to have anything to do because there's, there's no good women left. I don't 
know where you're at. I don't know your situation, but I run into wonderful women all over the place. All over the place. Um, listen, I have, and don't start sending me applications because I'm not going to accept them, okay? I have wonderful, wonderful, top-notch daughters that are in their 20s that are not married yet. All right? They can't, they haven't been able to find good men. Now, I think um, that is pretty much about to change, my understanding. Um, but they didn't get married right away. They didn't get married early. They didn't date a lot. They didn't date much at all because they couldn't find, they didn't find men that were worth dating. Okay? So it's it's both sides. But we're isolated, and you can't. I had a young, I had a young lady that worked for me. I managed to outfit in Kansas several years ago, and uh, I had a young lady that worked there, and uh, she come in and she was just all frothing, just all upset. One day, she said, "You know, there's just no good men left." She said, "I'm just tired of men treating me. They treat me like a piece of meat." And there's there's no good men left, and I'm just tired of, of being treated the way I'm being treated. And so, so I asked her, I said, where are you meeting men at? She said, at the bar. I said, really? She said, yeah. And I said, when you go to the bar, now this is really unpopular today, but I don't care, all right? I said, when you go to the bar, do you dress like you dress when you come to work? Well, yeah. I said, so you go to a bar dressed like a hooker. And it was it was not as adversarial as it sounds here. Uh, we, we got along really good, and, and it was all very... Um, it, 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 it wasn't... It was not antagonistic or adversary at all. I said, you, you go, you dress like that and you go to a bar and then you get upset because a man who goes to the bar sees you dress like that and treats you the way he does. I said, that, that doesn't make any sense. I said, you don't go bass fishing and use catfish bait. You use the bait for what you're trying to catch. And I said, you don't go trout fishing on the bottom of a farm pond. If you want a catfish, then you put a chicken gizzard on a hook on the bottom of a farm pond, and then you're not surprised when you pull up a catfish. I said, but you, you tie a fly and you find a clear, cold mountain stream if you want to go catch catfish, I mean, to catch trout. I said, you want a trout or a bass, but you go fishing with catfish bait in a catfish pond. And it just, and then you get mad. You advertise to the men by where you go, the kind of bars you go to, the way you dress, you advertise to the men, this is the way I am. This is who I am. So when they take you up on it, you get offended at them.
Now, I, I mean, I'm sitting here right now. You guys watch my videos, you know. So, I mean, I'm wearing uh, Tony Lama cowboy boots. I'm wearing my Wrangler jeans. I got a denim shirt, which I'm always wearing a denim shirt. Got a vest on, got my hat on. This is the way I dress every day. Now, if I walk down the street, if I walk down the street and some little kid says, hey, mommy, look at that cowboy, and I get offended at that child because that child judges me by how I'm dressed, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. If I were to walk down the street in a lab coat with a stethoscope around my neck and somebody automatically thinks I'm a doctor, and I get offended at that because they're judging me by my clothing, then I'm an idiot. All right? We're just, we've lost all, we've lost all, all common sense today. All right? And so going back to the neighbor thing, it's, it's this isolation thing. It's we're alone because a lot of times we're alone because we don't go fishing. We're hungry because we won't go fishing anymore. And we won't go fishing anymore because we wanted a trout. But we kept fishing in a farm pond on the bottom of the pond in the mud with catfish bait. And so we say all fishing is bad. There are no good fish anymore. There are no good fish anymore because every time I put a chicken gizzard on a hook and throw it in the bottom of a farm pond, all I get are catfish. So it must be that there's only nasty old mud catfish. That's all that's left in the world today. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm coming from? There's a lot of good people out there. There are a lot of good people out there. All over the place. All right? And uh, we can't. Now, I like my solitude. You guys know. You, I mean, I'm out here by myself right now. I'm just, I'm just happy as a dead pig in the sunshine right now. I'm, just, I'm out here by myself. Got my cigar. Got my coffee. Got my wood stove going. There's no noise, no drama, no nothing. But I can't live like that all the time. I can't live like that all the time. Um, and, uh, and so we need to reach out. You need to reach out and you need to be alert for others who are reaching out to you. Um, and, and, you know, start with neighbors. I would, I would suggest that you actually learn to deal with real people again. And what, what do I mean by that? I, I mean, people on social media, they can portray whatever they want to portray. And they can make pictures look however they want those pictures to look. And they can text and sound however they want to sound. Um, and you don't know. And it's just not real. Uh, but your neighbor's real flesh and blood person. You can look at them and you can see that's a real person. And you can talk to them. Uh, you can interact with them. You can, you can meet people. You can meet people and, and build or disprove a true relationship right there. Be, I, we stopped today. There was a, a truck on the side of the road. 
Now, I know there's parts of this world, there's parts of this country, you're not going to want to do that. I understand that. But as we went by, there was a, a Ford truck parked on the side of the road with its hazards on. And there was an older gentleman sitting in that truck. So we pulled over, rolled the window down, stopped what we were doing, and I said, are you all right? You need some help? And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm... He said, I just stopped here to make a cell phone call because that's where he had reception. He said, but man, I, I sure appreciate you stopping and checking. That, that don't take much. Now, if you're, if you're a young lady, if you're a young lady, you know, you, do, you don't want to be doing a whole lot of that. I, I get it. I understand it. But you got your version of it. All right. Um, you know, I, I used to tell, I used to tell young people, I said, look, bake a batch of cookies. Bake a batch of cookies if you can bake. All right? Go buy them if you can't. Go down to the nursing home and walk in there and say to the nurses, the people at the front desk, do you have someone here that nobody visits? Is there somebody here that's just all alone and they don't get any visitors? There will be. There'll be somebody there and go in there and sit down and meet them. Them folks, they have a lifetime of experience and they've got a world of knowledge and experience and emotion and feeling to share. Um, and just meet them, start somewhere, get out of your shell, get out of your bubble and go start somewhere, something. Um, it's, Use your kids. <laughs> what do I mean by that? You got kids eight, nine years old, you know, and uh, there's a, uh, just start watching and you live in a subdivision and down the road, two or three houses down, there's a, um, an elderly person lived down there. Uh, send your son down there with a lawnmower and uh, ask if they need their lawnmower. Now they may say, I pay somebody to do it. I don't need it. But you reached out to a neighbor. It's not what you get done. It's just the fact of reaching out. It's throwing that, that fly fishing, that fly in the stream. It's, it's fishing. And sometimes if you haven't fished in a lot of years and it's all been a bad experience, you got to learn to fish all over again. You got to learn to meet people. It's not going to come easy and natural the first time, but man, Check your bait and then check where you're fishing at and and don't walk away from that muddy pond saying all that's left in the world are just nasty old mud catfish. You're just fishing in the wrong dang hole and you're using the wrong bait. All right. Now that, that is not simply trying to find a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend. I'm just talking about making friends. I'm talking about building relationships. I'm talking about finding people. Listen, the, the, ah, let's see, I'm all, united we stand, divided we fall. There is a contingency of people at the top in this world that want to divide us, that want to divide us. They want us divided. Um, we don't have to be divided. Stay away from divisive things, okay? Um, it's it's not 
that important. It's not that important. The things that are dividing us are not that important. Okay? Now, I'm... Well, let's see. Do I want to go into that? Yeah, I do, doggone it. I'm going to go into it. Okay? We, we, the relationships that are there that are available, we cut them off and throw a grenade in the middle of them and destroy them over politics or religion or something else. And so it's, all right. So we have family. Um, it's, it's some of Deanna's family, my wife's family. They are, they are the, they are the finest people you ever want to meet in your life. They are, they are the most upstanding people. They are the most uh, generous people. They are kind people. They're hardworking people. Uh, I mean, they're everything that that people ought to be. All right, we love them. I love them to death, and we are completely on opposite sides politically and religiously we don't agree at all all right uh we, on a lot of issues now how how do i know that i know that because years and years ago when we were young families we come together um i tried to convince them and they tried to convince me and it got scratchy but we had the maturity on both sides to say, you know what, this isn't this isn't worth it. Now, you know where I stand on these issues, and I know where you stand on these issues. So there's no point in discussing it. There's no point in me trying to convince you of anything, and there's no point in you trying to convince me of anything. And so let's just don't. Let's just be friends. Let's just be family. Let's just love each other. And we can get together at whatever time for whatever occasion and just enjoy each other and enjoy each other's company and enjoy each other's support in the things that we do agree in because there's a lot of stuff we do agree. We agree that family is important. We, we agree that treating each other and treating those around us right is important. We agree that hard work is important. We agree that it's important that you pay your bills and that you be a, a, a decent citizen. There's, there's so much more that we do agree on than there is that we don't agree on that it's absolutely foolish for us to destroy a relationship on the things that we don't agree on. Does it make sense? You understand what I'm saying? So if we... If we're isolated and alone, a lot of times it's just because how we we approach it. And there's just, there's so many of you folks out there that are just alone. You're just, your life, even amongst people, you're just lonely. You're just alone. Some of that can be mitigated. Some of it can be mitigated. Um, go to the gym. Join a gym. All right, or a bowling league. You know, I don't bowl, um, but you know, it's it's good, clean fun. Join a bowling league. You might be uncomfortable first time, but you're going to meet folks. 
go heck I don't know if you're in if you would really looking to this kind of lifestyle what I'm doing here find a stable somewhere you know a boarding stable and say look can I come in um two hours a week and just clean stalls now Dwayne am I gonna make money at that heck no am I going to become a good writer heck no then why would I want to do that? Because you're going to be in an environment with the kind of people who live the lifestyle that you're interested in, and you might make friends. You might meet somebody. Do some join join a book club if if you are are you know more of a academic reading. You're not an active outdoors you know that type person. Then join a book club where they sit around and read a book and talk about it. Do something. Don't quit fishing because you spent years fishing in the wrong hole with the wrong bait and then determined everything is just muddy old catfish. All right? Because it's not. And we're just delighted. There's so much we moved here. You know, we've been here for, uh, what, I guess a couple weeks now. And... There are things that I was very positive about, was really looking forward to, and the terrain in Wyoming and the open area for spaces and, and the horses and being back out west in that western culture. I was expecting all of that. But one thing that did not actually wasn't on my list that just showed up so it was unexpected, but it was such a tremendous blessing was the, the joy and the delight of just having good neighbors again, just good neighbors. Um, and, and they already know, I mean, they already know it's, it's like, Hey, I need help fencing. Uh, I get a cow out that I need help getting back in. I need my car won't so whatever. Dwayne's he's he Dwayne and Deanna, they're good neighbors. All we gotta do is call. Several brand here have already got our phone numbers. Um and uh we just if we just call, they're there. They they look at neighboring the same way we do. And that is that is turning out to be an incredible relief uh for us. And just and just a happiness, just a happiness, you know. So, anyhow, your situation is going to vary, but the basic universal rules are the same. People are at their core, most people are at their core social creatures. It's just how we're wired. And you, so you are not the only person out there who feels totally just drugged down and being destroyed by your isolation. But if you sit where you're at in your apartment or in your house and don't put yourself out there to go meet the neighbors and your neighbors feel the exact same way you are, but they... They think there's nothing out there but catfish. And they won't go out and put themselves out. Then you two are going to sit isolated and miserable. And 
the two of you are going to die alone right next to each other. Your houses are side by side. Both of you feel the exact same thing and you're going to die alone because you would never go fishing again because you never understood that you're fishing in the wrong spot and you're using the wrong bait. All right. Be a neighbor. That's friendliness. That's being friendly, being helpful, being available, and keeping your mouth shut about the things that you don't agree with. Listen, listen. I don't care if your neighbor has a Biden sign in his front yard or a Trump sign in his front yard. All right. Biden is 130 years old and Trump's about 120 years old and they're both going to die. They're going to die. All right. They're, one of them's going to get into office and then they're going to get out of office and somebody else is going to come in. Why in the world would you destroy the chance at a beautiful friendship because of a flipping plastic sign in the front yard that has a name on it of somebody who doesn't really even matter? It doesn't matter. What matters is people, everyday people. I don't think they're people, all right? I don't think any of them guys, I don't think they're real, all right? Right or left, um, conservative, uh, liberal. If they're in office, they're a scam, all right? They're running different scams from different sides, but they're a scam. They're not real people. Now, some folks understand that. Some folks don't understand that. But it's the reality of it. So don't let your chance of developing a beautiful friendship, a great neighbor, be destroyed by a flipping bumper sticker or an 18-inch plastic sign in the front yard. How do you get around that? You just don't talk politics. It ain't hard. Just don't talk politics. What do you talk about? I don't know. Talk about your yard. Talk about the weather. Talk about the grandkids. You know, talk about how, how, whatever. You know, it's wherever you live. Uh, but don't be isolated. It, it's a terrible way to live. All right. Now, have your aloneness. Have your solitude. But what is the difference? The difference is choice. The difference is choice. I choose to come out here in the tax shed close the door, fire up the wood stove, fire up a cigar, and sit here and think and meditate and contemplate. And then I choose to go out and get on my phone and text the neighbor, say, hey, man, you ready to go start fixing that fence? Can I come up and help you do that? You need help with this? Uh, it's a choice. Choose when to be a neighbor and then have that choice, you know what, I'm going to go sit out in the backyard and, and just watch the birds for a while, okay? It's, there's so much in life that we feel life is thrust upon us when we actually have control over it. We actually have more control over our lives than we'll give credence to, okay? Hope this encourages you, hopes it helps you a little bit. I know there's going to be some folks who are going to listen to this and you're going to thoroughly disagree. That's okay. Um, that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, you can have whatever sign in the front yard you want and, and I'll still buy you a cup of coffee. 
All right? So it's all good, and I wish you all the best, and we'll catch you next time.